0: I don't know why I'm nervous I think all this editing of all of the podcasts has made me more self-conscious about uh-huh. how I look and sound on camera yeah and I think it's also this background noise there's construction happening right outside my window I uh-huh. moved back in June from a house that had construction happening right outside my window to an apartment with construction right outside my window and the constant loud noises when you're recording a podcast are a little disconcerting right <laughs> but so when when our listeners send a message through the strong Catholic dad website or through the Facebook page. Uh, it comes to, to both you and me. And because I'm the one usually more in tune with social media, I usually see it first. And we got a message from a gentleman who asked, how do I feel like a strong Catholic dad? How do I be a strong Catholic dad when I feel undermined by my wife and kids? And so we actually wanna spend the next two episodes talking about both sides of that, about what happens if you, if you feel like you're undermined by your wife and what happens if you feel like you're undermined by your kids. So let's start with the first one. Is that something you've experienced before? Is that something that you, that you can speak to? Mm. Yes, uh,
1: spoiler alert, not only uh, have I felt undermined, I have undermined. Um, so it's, uh, it goes both directions. It reminds me of a story when I was, uh, I was younger, I was working with my uncle and he was, uh, putting a new roof on a, um, on an apartment. And one of the guys who was working with them, this master carpenter, uh, said, because I didn't know much of what I was doing, so they they sent me down uh, the block to get some soda. And so I said, well, what kind of soda do you want? And what he said was, anything but Mountain Dew. <laughs> and what I heard was Mountain Dew. <laughs> so I went, I bought the soda, and I came back. And uh and I showed him, I said, hey, I, you know, I got the Mountain Dew and he looked at me and he just shook his head. And so then after I was like, well, gosh, like I knew for sure I'd gotten yours right. And he's, he's like, no, it's anything but Mountain Dew. Um, so uh, I was like, oh, gosh, I totally missed that. And I thought I was being a hero. So that totally applies to marriage. Like how many times, and, and it happens more in a work situation because you don't know somebody as well, but also in marriage, There's, there's times where it's like, I think I'm being a hero. I think I'm giving Maria exactly what... Uh, she wanted, and she's like, you missed the cue. <laughs> it was the opposite of that. So, when it comes to this specific question of, of like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm being undermined by my wife, uh, I would, I would say you are. So, first of all, you are, um, that like you, you probably are not missing that. The question comes back to uh, why? Uh, why? because she doesn't do that for fun. She didn't say like, I can't wait to marry this guy and then I'm just going to undermine him. You know, it's like that is not her goal. And what undermining is, is a red flag. Um, and so uh, for me and my relationship with, uh, with Maria, we've been married uh, 30 years. The uh, those red flags were coming up, probably well at various points, but when it really hit, uh, probably we were 20 years in. Um, and it hit other times for sure, but um, there was a point where uh, I was. Um, like, like she was just she was agitated by. Th- I would bring things up, and I could tell she was just frustrated with me. And I was thinking, like, how am I going to? And it had to do with work commitments, um, things that I was going to go out and do, and I was going to be speaking at various conferences. And and she was, and she was really burdened whenever we get into the conversation. And I, and I'm so from my standpoint, I was thinking, hey, I need to provide for the family. Like, this is why, why aren't you like? Why aren't you cooperating and actually uh, encouraging me in what I'm doing to reach out to provide for you, me, and for the kids? Um, and so, and even times I'd get back and I'd say, Hey, this happened, and that happened. I would, you know, talk about some good feedback that happened. And she's like, Oh, okay, you know, that, that's great. And I could just tell she was annoyed. Um, so those red flags going off, it's like, uh, by the way, you know, clue in something's wrong. Um, so the first thing is to to if you feel like you're being undermined, is like don't set that aside. <laughs> the the you're like God gave you that that signal for a reason and so then you have to do something about it which is why for the for the dad who emailed us he was saying like this is going on like you know what do you do um and now he specifically said how do you feel like a strong catholic dad um when you're being undermined so it's like well we need to under underdress the uh, address the the undermining um and then one more comment about undermining before i address the why is how dangerous it is and uh i joke about the the underminer in the incredibles um you know burrowing underneath the city well the uh the danger with burrowing underneath the city and this happens in rome um where there's there's there are literally caverns in rome underneath various buildings and streets and every once in a while something caves in when a foundation is burrowed through it doesn't necessarily collapse the building or cause cracks right away um but when there is like a little bit of an earthquake or a difficulty comes along, not only do you have uh, the normal problem that would happen from an earthquake, but then you have these things open up and you realize, wow, we had a shaky foundation in the same way when it comes to your relation, my relationship with Maria, um, that when the, the challenges came up, uh, when like, for instance, you, one, at one point it was at the end of a pregnancy and I was trying to get some work done and, and she was really feeling frustrated, like, why aren't you here with... With me, and so then I was with her, but then I wasn't emotionally with her, um, and so she was really frustrated. Well, what happens is, is when you get an event that, that's uh, an, like a, sh- a shaking event, it starts to reveal that your foundation is actually cracked. I mean, there there's, there are more problems under here than just this moment right now. And as a guy, <laughs> the challenge is sometimes I'm just talking about the now. I'm saying, well, like uh, you're okay right now, you're, like you're in between contractions, um, <laughs> so like I can work on this thing over here and. And uh, and she's like, oh, but you know, like, I want your support now. It's like, well, I'm giving you the support during the tra- the the, the c- c- contraction. Um, we're talking on one level as to what's actually happening, but at a deeper level, what she's not saying and I'm not getting um, is that she's like, I'm not feeling like you're with me. I'm not feeling like you're supporting me, and you're just you're just you're like there for the, for the very intense moment, and then you're off. It's like I want you. I want all of you right now. Um, so knowing that uh, that that there's two things that happen. There's the argument or the difficulty that's on the one level, but then there's the deeper need that's always at play um, that needs to come out. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, and it, and actually, again, word to the wise, this might not be the moment <laughs> to bring that out. This isn't the time to necessarily talk about the deeper need. And it, so again, I'll give an analogy. It's, it's kind of like, um, uh, you you have you know kids playing outside and one of your kids falls and scrapes their their knee and is starting to bleed a lot and you're like oh my gosh you know I, I need to I need to clean things up and stop uh, stop the bleeding. There's part of me that wants to say you know like I told you you know slow down on your bicycle and I want to address the deeper issue that got you to this here. But there's blood <laughs> there's blood and there's a, an upset child who's not in any position to listen right now. So uh, like in a similar way there's this deeper. Uh, Deeper thing that's at play, and when you when things come to a head, and you just had an earthquake and some of the foundation collapsed, this isn't the time necessarily to talk about the the foundation because at this point you need to just like pick up the mess. Um, So uh, with Maria at that moment, what I needed to do was put aside my grant writing and other things I was doing (laughs) during uh, during you know in between contractions and just be present with her um, and just deal with the moment. But then go beyond that. Just because you picked up things after the earthquake doesn't mean that you're done. Now you have to come back and say, like, what the heck was going on <laughs> that this uh, earthquake caused more damage than than I ever expected because I wasn't paying attention. So
0: uh, that question... So, so are you saying that for you that almost some of these problems kind of came as a surprise? Like you didn't yes. realize... <laughs> Why? Um, Because, yeah, that's a good question. I, I would say uh, there is... <sighs>
1: There is something that has to—I I think it's subconscious. Um, when I was getting uh, getting uh, flack from Maria, uh, and it was hard to just do some some basic things, in contrast, it was easy for me to be a hero at work. And so, uh, so here on the one hand, I'm getting—I'm—I'm uh, I'm just trying to take care of what I think are some some basic uh, some uh, basic things that need to be taken care of. Um, and I get a lot of flack and then I go do these basic things at work and, and, and both cases, I think I'm doing well and at work, they're saying, oh, good, you know, fantastic, Michael, you know, thanks for writing up and that, that grant writing, you did a great job. And, hey, we got the grant, you know, I'm getting patted on the back and over here, um, like it's unsatisfying. And so, you know, in some ways what happened is just like my focus w- was I, I stopped looking for the, uh, like kind of the enjoyment, uh, in my relationship with Maria. And, um, and then when, th- and I tried to just keep us from having earthquakes. So I started avoiding difficulties. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to bring that up. I don't want to, you know, that could be hot. And so what I was doing is I was shoving things in the closet. And the problem with closets is they're only so big. <laughs> and the time comes when they begin to, uh, you try to shove something else in the closet. And when you open the door, everything bursts out and falls all over you and you get vomited on by all the junk
0: you've been well, and it's throwing also No closet. way to build a relationship you know a relationship especially Absolutely. with something that, that you've said consistently is that the most important relationship in your life is your relationship with God and the second most important one is the one with your spouse and mm-hmm. if you're holding things back with your spouse because you're afraid that there's going to be tension then you're not building a relationship with your spouse you know you're at best doing maintenance, but very poor maintenance at that. A- absolutely.
1: And actually, uh, we did go to counseling. Um, and one of the things that, that, uh, the how, how did that happen?
0: Was that, was that something yeah, you were good. excited to do?
1: <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> so I didn't want to spend the money or the time. Um, and I thought, Oh, you know, we do family ministry type things, you know, like, uh, how can we go to counseling? And I think, well, in some ways we needed yeah, it more you're a Catholic <laughs> speaker. Right, so, um, so the set Maria was really getting so frustrated with me. She she started, praise God, she did it. She looked into counseling and what it would take, and she and she started to push more to say, you know, I think we really need this. And I was like, Well, I don't think we do, but you know, like, okay, I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to to go down that road. Um, and I was willing to go down that road because I was tired of the. Of the of um, of the flack of the the frustration of the difficulty just to even talk through minor things um, and so in some ways like I like I was fed up and she was fed up and so like uh, that was good um, and I, one of the first things that the counselor said when uh, when we got there he said uh, uh, first of all the fact that you're here tells me a very strong pillar uh, that your relationship has because you can't show up here unless you have enough. Uh, confidence and of enough of a relationship that you're both willing really wanting to work at it so like congratulations for showing up uh because because when your relationship is really rocky there's this kind of this fear of like you know if we go there it'll blow up and so it's like oh we can't do that so he said you're finally in a, in a position to to face this and he said now this is the next shocking thing you know you're ready i was like yeah okay um he said you probably in your relationship have you know one person who you think is the sick person and one who and they take on the role that, they, that yeah they believe they're the sick person and then you have the other person <laughs> who's the healthy one and the healthy one accepts their role as the healthy one. And, uh, and so I didn't say anything. Um, but like I, we totally had done that. (laughs) And so, um, and Maria was the sick one and I was the healthy one. Um, and Maria kind of like accepted that somewhat, but she knew something was wrong uh, with me that wasn't being addressed. And, uh, and I was just thinking, no, you know, like she needs more help. She's the one who really wanted to set us up for counseling. (laughs) So I was like willing to let her take the blame and not, um, just because that's how I, I, that's what I thought. Um, And... And so what happened is he said, and this was the big revelatory thing, is when it comes to uh, uh, relationships, he says that there's something called complementary pathologies. Pathology is kind of like the sickness and the il- illness. Complementary means that you have you're at about the same level. So he said, however, so like who is in your relationship? And and Maria, you know, was more bold, and she's like, well, you know, Michael probably thinks I'm the sick one. Um, and I was like, ah, you know, I, I do, you know, like, um, and, uh, and so he said, I like Michael. However, um, whatever the illness is, the upset or something that Maria has, um, you have it in a way that you don't see in a, uh, as much as she does. It's like you guys have a similar level. You've just you've just assigned um, responsibility for it uh, and kind of accepted that responsibility. But it, it's not the case because, like, you if and he said, let me explain it this way: if one of you was really off. Um, uh, compared to the other one, you never would have gotten married in the first place. Because if one of you was a, like a lot healthier, you couldn't have put up with the one who was a lot less healthy. Um, and the one who was a lot less healthy couldn't put up with the healthy one who was always look, looking down on them. And so there was a point where you, you had about the same level of health and about the same level of sickness or pathology, um, that, that, uh, that it was comfortable. And that, and because it was comfortable, you were able to go on in in, in the relationship. Um, so that was just fascinating. There's complementary pathologies. And so, in that, you know, he turned to me and he looked at me and he said, So, there are things that I'm going to tell you that you're not going to believe about yourself, and it's going to take a while for you to see them because you haven't seen these yet and there's gonna be things that I'll say uh, to, to Maria it's like well Michael does this and she was like yes you're gonna put words to things that Michael does um, and and uh, and it's gonna be so and that's gonna be helpful and so it'll help Maria on that standpoint but then he turned to me and he said and there's gonna be things Michael that you're not like addressing uh, that you're pushing under under the carpet um, that at first you're gonna you're gonna believe that that there's nothing there but then you're gonna say yeah it's there and it's actually gonna Gonna help you, and it'll give you words, Michael, to speak some things to Maria that you're hiding. You're, you, you like he said, you know, when it comes to a wall, a wall has two things that it does. <laughs> a, a, a wall uh, protects you. I mean, it, 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 first of all, holds people out, but it also, you know, like it, you, you can use it to protect yourself. And so, um, so when, when you have. A wall it 's like it 's not necessarily for defense, but you can also hide behind it um, so he, so he said that you know that 's something that that you both are probably doing, um, but you just need to know that that 's at play um, because then we can start working towards health and one thing in particular um, for me, he said um, when it comes to anger and so where 's anger come from anger comes from i 'm just trying to you know, ask you where you want me to put the trash. And then I feel like you're giving me this this uh, kind of this blowback. It's like, it's a simple question. Well, because it doesn't have to do with the question. It's a, it's a deeper thing that you're frustrated with me. So, uh, so given that, um, he said, and this is what happened, he's like, you've gotten used to protecting yourself and not dealing with the deeper issue. And so you automatically get intellectual and just talk about the trash. Um, and you put aside your upset at the disrespect that you just got from your wife and you just go throw it in the closet. And I was like, yeah, I guess I do that. And I do it so fast. I don't even realize I do it. And and he said, yeah, and all that anger, um, uh, because there was a disrespect that just happened. Um, now, there might be she's communicating something to you through the disrespect. She's telling you there's a problem down in the cellar <laughs> and you're wanting to take the trash out, you know, on the main floor. Um, and so there, there's a reason she's doing that. And we, we'll address that because we've got to get to the reason of why she's doing this. But on the flip side, um, that you were just, uh, you were just wounded too. And you've gotten used to just trying to uh, make good and keep things calm. And you put that stuff in the closet and that's why you blow up when you blow up. You know, it's like, I'm calm, 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 calm you know, like I can't keep the door shut enough. So back to our question here. When you understand in that husband-wife relationship um, the importance of actually, uh, uh, and you need tools to do it. And that's why the, the council actually gave us tools um, to be able to address some of these things and to be courageous to say, you know what, like, um, like I'm angry right now, and I almost felt like Giselle in uh, <laughs> it was an enchanted um, when <laughs> when she's like. She goes, I'm angry. And she's like, ah, you know, she's all excited. Like, I'm angry. And I, and like, I was embarrassed because I like, I wasn't angry. Um, and so like, I'd held on to not being angry for so long
0: that um, and I had to like. Almost like a badge of honor. Like you're, you're, right. you're the one who's angry. I'm not. That makes me the better That's person. Right. <laughs> So, so I had to flip that and be like, and and start to speak when I'm
1: angry. And, and you know, it took a while. Maria's like, oh, well, I'm not used to you being angry. And I was kind of like, gosh, I guess I I'm not used to me being angry either. So, like, we have to get used to this new dance. Um, but what's fascinating with it, the counselor said to me, he's like, Michael, when you don't share uh, this woundedness and this anger with Maria, um, th- these are actually barriers to intimacy. I was like, what? He said, like, you're not into me. See, you're, you're like like literally get letting her know who you really are and finding out who she really is because you're keeping up, you know, the, the anger is becoming a wall. And so um, so you need to know that, that that has to be like you have to be courageous and actually begin to speak and, you know, pick the right circumstances and and, you know, be able to, to talk that through with some of the tools that I'm going to give you, but it was like wow like I had no idea that the anger was causing so much of a problem um and it was and it was back to your point is like for the our when it came to our relationship we were not uh, we were not growing and enjoying each other's relationship because there was a lot of stuff that wasn't being addressed and we got used to a bad pattern of not addressing that stuff until it came out as a fight and then those are Disagreement, we were upset, and what had eventually happened is we got so caught in those ruts that we had difficulty seeing each other's point of view, and, and like, and at that point, that's a showstopper, um, and that's why we needed somebody on the outside. And I would say the big revelation that happened in uh, in counseling is that uh, the, the counselor would say, "Okay, let, let's take this situation of when you, Michael, you know, you go for." Um, you travel, and you're going to go speak, um, and on the, on the and when you're coming back from from uh, traveling. Uh, you're, uh, you're trying to leave the venue where you've been talking and people are asking you questions and you're answering it and you're really enjoying that. And you said that you would be home by four, um, but this person's still talking to you. And so like you listen to them and you get home a whole heck of a lot later. Um, and for you, you're just like, well, you know, that was part of the job. Now, um, and so like, that's what happens. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you totally got me. That's what's going on. And Maria gets really upset about that. And I'm just trying to put food on the table. And he said, okay, now Maria, Michael told you he'd be home by four and you, and like you've been holding down the four you've had it for the whole weekend, you're like, you're tired, you're looking forward to that moment that he steps in the door and you can be like, okay, now I'm not handling all the kids, like I, I get a break. And then he doesn't get a hold of you. And by the time he gets a hold of you, he gets a hold of you at 3.30 and he's got three hours to drive. Um, and he tells you like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be late. Wow, well, like two and a half more hours. And you're just, you're just like, that just that's really disrespectful. You didn't even let her know. I didn't even let you know. And she's like, yes, yes, that's it. And so then we both looked at him and we're like, okay, he totally understood both of our perspectives. And it's just, it's like, okay, so like, how do we deal with this? And, and so he was really good at coming back around and saying like, uh, and helping me to understand Maria's perspective. And that was the key and vice versa. He, so, so for Maria, he said, okay, Maria, um, uh, let me oh, actually first of all for Michael um, when it comes to uh, he, he said like think of something where you're really struggling and you just can't wait to be done like it's a hard day and it's just like you're waiting for six o'clock to be like you know what I will address this another day and you're exhausted and I just think if if uh, if at that moment you get a phone call and you realize that this is you got two more hours. And you would just be like, oh, like, are you kidding me? Like, you'd be really frustrated, right? And I was like, yeah, that would send me through the roof. It's like, that's what Maria's going through. And I was saying, but, you know, like, if I had two more hours with the kids, that wouldn't really bother me. And he's like, oh, hold on. You're right. That doesn't bother you <laughs> as much as it bothers her. And that's why you don't understand her. Because the, the well, task is- partly because
0: you're not the one spending eight hours there, there with is, the kids or <laughs> 12 hours, whatever it is, five yeah. days in a row while the other, while the spouse is out of yes.
1: town. yeah. And so, so the upshot of that is, is it like, I didn't, um, when I was thinking of a few more minutes or a couple more hours, like I didn't think that was a big thing, but for Marie, it was a big thing. And he's like, you need to understand like for her, it is. And just because it's not for you doesn't mean that it's not for her. And if that's what's going on with her, and if you love her, then you don't want to do that to her, do you? And I, and I just was like, wow. Um, no, I don't. And and it's like, for the first time, my eyes were open. It's like, that's what I'm doing to you. Like what a schmuck, <laughs> you know, like, and so I, I began to see it. And then on, on, on her end, he turned to her and he said, okay, Michael, let me, or Maria, let me explain Michael to you. Um, so uh, like, if you were the one who was out giving talks and you came home late like that. You would be thinking the whole time, oh my gosh, I'm doing this to Michael. And if you intentionally allowed this to happen for two and a half hours, you would be kind of uh, like spiting him and getting back at him. And she's like, yeah, because like, like if I did that, I, I, like I, ha- I would have a lot of intentionality and I'd be angry at him and I was letting him have it. And, and she, he said, that's not Michael at all. Michael is a lot more superficial than you, um, <laughs> and when he's um, literally talking to those people after his talk, he isn't. He like he is so in the moment he doesn't even know what time it is. And so when he finally looks at his clock, two hours have gone by, and he's like, "Oh crud!" You know, like I like I needed to get out of here. And then somebody else asked a question. Another hour goes by. Now now we're to three hours, and, and then he, then he realizes like, okay, like let let me add up the the time it's going to take to get home, and it's like, oh my gosh, I got to call Maria. So so he means nothing by this. Uh his problem is that he just needs to be more in tune to what this means for you and realize. That, like tune into your wife because this is gonna hurt her a lot but Maria stop assigning a, a lot of intentionality to what Michael's doing in terms of him spying, spying you he's like you know he's he's a well-intentioned guy but he's kind of clueless and so we're gonna help him <laughs> to be more clued in um which was and I was like oh great you know he's calling me clueless but the real the reality is like I had almost dulled myself to tuning into her because there was this flack. Um, and it was and it was hard, and i wasn 't getting it, so I mean that, that was true like i was I was clueless, and it was a lot easier to clue into the great feedback I was getting at work um, because it was easier, quite frankly, and i just i didn 't realize what I was doing to our relationship and maria didn 't realize what she was doing to her relationship as well because there was a challenge you know for her that like that she needed to um, you know she needed to speak more to to try to help me understand. But this is where I think the counseling was just essential because um, it was through the counselor, like he opened my eyes to be able to understand Maria's perspective in a way that I hadn't for. 20 years, 23 years, like I hadn't been able to see it the way that he from the outside, like a coach on the outside who could say like, I see both of you and I see you dancing. You're stepping on each other's foot and you're so used to stepping on each other's foot. Like you keep dancing and like we look out here and it's like, man, you don't dance very well. <laughs> and so, um, but he was able to say, it's your right foot. And I was like, my right foot? I, she's been complaining about my left foot. And it was like, no, it's, it's right foot. Um, and then the, the other side, side of things like, you know, showing Maria so that she could see w- w- what was going on. And so she finally began to believe, <laughs> Um, me, when I was saying, like, I, I didn't mean anything by it, and she was like, Oh, you, you really didn't. You literally lost track of time. It's like, Yes, now I've tried to change that. Um, and, and I work on that and Maria tries to you know step forward more and be like hey this is where I'm coming from but it was invaluable to have somebody on the outside come forward and be able to show uh, each other another perspective and we gained you know we began to love each other more because I was like wow you know, like I'm really sorry I didn't realize I was doing that and then she was able to see how in the way that she was undermining me and like and didn't really and it wasn't what she was doing wasn't effective what I was doing wasn't effective and we kept doing the same thing and we didn't know what more to do and we thought, well, we could figure this out, and we couldn't. We needed somebody on the outside. And back to that gentleman's question of like, hey, what do you do when your wife is undermining uh, you? It's like, well, first of all, realize um, this happens in relationships constantly. Um, you're probably undermining her, too. And what needs to happen is that you start to need to look at, like, what am I doing to her? Um, and, and understand what she's doing to you. You probably have a good sense of that. But you need to flip and say, what, what, uh, what do I need to do? help her out i need to get to that deeper issue with her and that's where i would say like i can't recommend strongly enough uh like it was a freedom to go to the counselor to help us finally see each other um and have a new perspective and and really value the uh like i i valued maria's perspective i was more empathetic like he helped me to understand her in a way that i was like wow like i'm i really been hurting you. And then she as well could see the ways that she was hurting me that because I was like, I didn't get angry, she didn't think that 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 she was hurting me. So it's like, well, you know, like this doesn't bother you much. And it was bothering me a lot, but I was so good at just putting away, which is a bad thing to be good at. <laughs> um, I was just putting things away in the closet. And then uh and then she would wonder why every once in a while I would get really upset about something and I would give a number you know 10 response to a number two infraction and it's because it was all this pent-up anger that i wasn't dealing with so her husband who was so you know calm most of the time and just had these you know periodic uh episodes like all of those were red flags that things are not you know you you both lack intimacy and then she was finally able to see, okay how am i contributing to this and i was able to see how i was contributing to um undermining her and the upshot was like was a great fruition and growth in our relationship where I started to like her more and she started to like me more and I started to uh, be in tune with what my wife needed and she was starting to be able to be more in tune with what I needed and as the counselor said if you really love your spouse you'll take the time to love them competently which means <laughs> that you'll not only uh, love them you'll love them in the way that they need to be loved and they'll work on loving you on the way that they need to be loved that's competent love Stop this thing where you're just loving the way that you want to love. Like you love to give gifts. So you give gifts and she doesn't like gifts. You know, she likes words, uh, you know, words of affirmation. So you give her words of affirmation. She will actually receive those better, you know, and, and, and both, you know, those love languages. So when you start to, to, if you really want to love your spouse, you need to start speaking their language and tuning in
0: to how you can love them in the way they, they want and need to be loved. Something you said at the beginning was that when mom was looking into counseling options you didn't want to do it because you didn't want to spend the money and you didn't want to spend the time mm-hmm. and on a you know subliminal level what you're communicating through that is that our relationship the happiness of our relationship is not worth the money it's mm-hmm. not worth the time or put a different way i have things that are worth my time more than our relationship and i think that that what you're talking about that this making a concerted effort to Give the relationship the time and effort that it needs. That's something that sometimes requires evaluating where you are and saying, "This is I, I can't accomplish this on my own. We can't accomplish this on our own. Our pathways are are too too worn in, too broken. We need that that external support, that external um, just like a mirror to to, to yes. hold up to what you guys are doing and help you understand each other better."
1: Yeah, and I would say that uh, after going through it. I um I think all couples need this. Like I, I just realized, like oh my gosh, how many times were we limping? And all great athletes have coaches. I mean, it's like you could get the best athlete, but they can't see outside themselves. You need somebody completely on that side who's disconnected um from the interior workings of the relationship uh, where they get caught up in it to be able to look objectively. And that was huge. I like I was so so grateful. And it's, uh, and yeah, I think you bring up a good point. It's worth our time, our energy and our money. That's all we have time for today. If you like what you've heard on the podcast, please subscribe, leave a five-star review and encourage your friends and family to do the same. If you want to support the work of Strong Catholic Dad, you can become a monthly sponsor for as little as $5 a month. I quit my job back in 2018 Uh, to found Strong Catholic Dad, and as of right now, it's not enough to pay the bills. So anything that you can do is appreciated. Until next time, be strong in faith, strong in hope, and strong in love. God bless.